back to the show and day uh, how are you how are you feeling today i am good thanks for having me back um i thought i wouldn't be invited to be back after the first incident on the first episode but um good to be back oh yes yeah we have to mention that all the clickety clickety yeah i think you were you were, you were hacking me right as we were talking i think you I, said <laughs> i definitely wasn't uh you know i wasn't not not hacking you but, um no no that no, was great to be back look i think um i had a good time and um Happy to follow up on what we talked about last what, couple of weeks ago now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's every every two weeks for the people who are new to the show. We'll try and get some more content out weekly. But uh, for now, um, with so much happening, we're trying to condense the show down to try and keep it on an hour, you know, because um, if we if we actually it's a good that's a good, a good segue into talking about some of the uh, feedback and the um, the engagement from the last last episode. So we had. In total, we had about 1,300 total listens, which was pretty amazing for the first podcast across all platforms. I thought that was really good. That's more people than I know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Um, and me too. You and I both combined. And then, um, you know, when we look at the stats, I think we saw around 80% of those um, those listeners listened to more than 90% of the show, which is which is really, really good. So thank you to everybody out there who uh, listened to the show and um, gave us God. some really fo- positive feedback. It was great. God bless their souls. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, they weren't, uh, you know, listening to fingers down the blackboard kind of stuff. No, it's all good. Um, the other thing I want to mention, we've got a sponsor for the show uh, cool. this time around. Yeah, yeah. Um, we will, Digital uh, Discovery Group was uh, is uh, combining with the community libraries and we're giving away libraries. So this, they're sponsoring the show. So uh, communitylibraries.com.au. Now, these are the libraries that you uh, put out in the community. Um, you can put them on the corner of your, or the front, out the front of your house. And um, uh, yeah, you, you just basically put, leave a book. Or you take a book and leave a book. Um, and it's a great way. We're looking at also building an app. So you'll be able to see where they are and the local ones are. And it's a really good initiative for the community. It's combining the online and the offline together because uh, we'll put it all up on and have... Um, uh, on Google Maps, the locations across Australia. So, so yeah, for anyone hmm. that wants to get involved, like, uh, how, how does it work? Well, at, at this point, we're going to probably look at taking, um, uh, setting up some form of um, just donations or whatever, and then we'll build them. Um, and then as we build them, we'll, we'll send them out to the different schools or different um, communities. local communities. Yeah, yeah. So the first one will be at um, St. Francis of Assisi. So we'll, we'll put that up out um, and some links um you're yeah, adding western sydney for um for our listeners to to have a look and if they're interested to get involved so yeah so um let's jump straight into the show so we've got two parts of the show today we're going to be talking about uh the feedback we got around the facebook clone hack you know uh, it was an interesting one because uh it happened to to my to me it's happened i think to you it's happened to quite a few people i know and 
we had a, a lot of people, um, even businesses just asking, what happens and what do you do? You know, if your profile is somehow cloned, you can report it to Facebook and so on. So maybe end day, if we can dive into that um, straight up and we'll get into that. Um, yeah, mate, over to you uh, on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I've been doing a little bit digging and uh, on these uh, recent reports and, and, and incidents. So <clears throat> um, look, the short short of it is most of the the types of i guess hacks or attacks that bad guys are perpetrating is uh, social engineering so um you know social engineering covers a lot of things but you know it's it's things like uh, impersonating people pretending mm -hmm. to be um you know impersonating pretending to be someone you know or someone from authority there's all different ways that people can either use to get extra use that those techniques to get extra information out of you or use it for the actual hack or the attack which is I guess ultimately, mm -hmm. uh, something that you have that they want, either money or access to your accounts, um, um, things like that, or, or that sort yeah. of nature. So yeah. So when you say it's, it's it's sort of so it's part. So this is sort of part of the arsenal someone would use. It's sort of part of a much bigger picture, right? Of this social engineering concept that's been around for the the days of hacking. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, what happens? I mean, so someone so. It, uh, it, it happened to a friend of mine. So she reached out. She said, oh, someone's um, don't accept a friend request if you've received, you know, from this particular account. But at that point, it was kind of too late. I thought something had happened to her old account. She was locked out. Um, and then she was just trying to get back into or rec she's recreating another account, basically. So I accepted it. And I'm like, okay. But I didn't actually receive any communication from the new account at that point. I just accepted it. So she got onto it fairly quickly. But um, just just tell us, like, what basically what happens? How do you report it? Like, if if is there something you report? I mean, what's the first steps you do? You obviously notify your friends, let them know. Look, um, Facebook have a bunch of built-in reporting tools. That's all right. We can in, we can include those links in the in the um, podcast uh, page as well. Yeah. So actually, so. First thing you do, if you've identified an impersonated page, either from yourself or somebody you know, you can actually go to the profile itself and up in the little cogs or the settings, there's an option to report. And mm -hmm. under those reporting options, there's a different categories. So such as if it's an impersonation or if it's something you don't agree with, you know, if it's against us T's and C's, you can actually report a page for it. So if you know mm -hmm. a Facebook page or a group are um, doing scammy activities or illegal activities or anything that breaches Facebook's terms and conditions, you can report them and it gets reviewed by Facebook and um, hopefully swiftly taken down if they're doing something wrong. So those are the, the ways you can do it. Um, otherwise, as I mentioned last week, look, if you've got a friend request from a friend that you're already connected to and it's very odd or the circumstances are odd or something's just not right, best, best thing I'd advise if you're in contact with them, reach out outside of Facebook, mm -hmm. um, you know, just yep. in case their main account is compromised already. Yes. You, know, you don't want yep. to be reaching out to the bad guy again. Mm -hmm. If you've got that avenue, take that avenue, reach out, give them SMS, give them a call, you know, actually mm. talk to someone nowadays, you know, with social media and all. Yes. Just say, hey, mate, got another request from you. Are you creating new accounts? Are you trying to hide from a jilted lover or, you know, mm. <laughs> um, is it actually you? So that's yep. probably a good approach is to just get the human connection, get in touch with the person and see if it's um, legit or not. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the most thing, most obvious thing you can do is just ignore it. If it's, if it looks too scammy, just ignore it um, until you can confirm otherwise. Um, when we talk about 
the uh, the attacks, right? The social social engineering itself. There, there's different ways to do it through email, social media, and mostly it's usually like um, communication around urgency or fear or or FOMO, like missing mm -hmm. out. Click yep. here to get your special on washing machines. You know, 199 bucks instead of a thousand. So obviously, everybody's out for a bargain, especially. What rings true and it's happened to me i i'm happen happening to looking happen to be looking for a certain product mm -hmm. um, and there's a scam that comes on and it says uh you know, a false advertising scam advertising saying 99 bucks for whatever item you're after and then almost i almost click on it. i was like wow i'm actually looking for one of those like i'm gonna click on it because you know great timing great advertising um google uh but nine times out of ten too good to be true it probably is not true so mm -hmm. um, it's it's hard to say like they're getting pretty good and, and this is probably where my segue into um the um oh something happened screen yeah my segue yeah exactly there's the links right there reporting facebook go to the profile yep and there's a little, little ellipsis at the bottom there yep and then you can click click on that report oh. the profile that's it yeah yep. yeah so <clears throat> what i was just um getting at like so obviously you have every, I, I think um, there's quite a few people who have experienced some sort of phishing attack or campaign, and most of it is generalized. It would be like you've won one million pounds, or mm. prince of you know prince of Saudi wants to donate something, and you're the lucky recipient. It's surprising how many people. <laughs> what you've and, won a trillion dollars, and you want to give me some? You just need all my personal details, exactly. sure. Exactly, <laughs> and you were like, I was just at that dude's house last week. Why didn't he tell me something? If you were the prince, some Saudi prince, but. And and those are like very generalized, right? So you know yeah. your your spider sense kicks in and goes, that's that's not true. Just delete it, ignore it, report, use your uh communication platforms reporting button as well, because it helps them get better at um filtering that out. So if you have the phishing um report button or a scam report button, do click it. It does help the platforms get better. Gmail, mm. uh God save Outlook, because Microsoft's <laughs> Smack filters is terrible, but <laughs> yeah. anyway, whatever helps. Yeah, actually, so, that extends through to personalization and ads as well on online. You know, when when you know marketers are trying to just spam a whole bunch of cookies, you know, and 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 push out ads to everybody. It, you know, I often find myself actually clicking that. You know, not relevant to Google, and <laughs> it's quite quite interesting because it actually comes back and they start serving me better ads. So in the in the end, it does the whole ecosystem is is better off. It is um, a bit creepy though sometimes. It is totally creepy. Just uh, I just want to quickly touch on that point and then we can move on to the next topic, I think. But the um the the whole point about um what you what you mentioned, you know, taking over someone's profile and then running that whole, oh, you send me money or or there's some sort of competition or a scam. It happens it's happened to businesses as well. And it's not just individuals, and that's this is why I think it's important for us to talk about because if you look at it there, if you look at some of the examples, I think you can Google them and we might, um, at the end of the show, we might put some links to some examples um, of, of companies where their, their Facebook page has been taken over. Um, they've run, that hackers have run a fake competition where you mm -hmm. can win a whole bunch of money. Um, and then you've got to, as part of the entry of that competition, you've then got to give them all of your personal details and it looks legitimate. Mm -hmm. And then they capture all those details and then all of a sudden, They've got your date of birth. They've got your, you know, all this information about you, and it's quite effective from a hacking point of view. And it's and it legitimately looks like, um, you know, uh, that that uh, company's website, 
um, or Facebook um, branded Facebook page. So it's it's sometimes it's hard to identify, but usually if it seems too good to be true, it is. And I would always tell people from a privacy point of view is there are tools and things you can actually download to to monitor whether or not something is legitimate. Um, you got to be uh, vigilant around the URLs of competitions, especially I think good uh, or best practice, best practice for companies is to use subdomains within their domain. I have, have you got some examples? Like I have some really good example, and this is mm. where I'm going to come back to you in the next episode, right? So everyone knows those SMS, um, services and you'll get an SMS from the actual service from NRMA. Yes. Um, Woolies or Even Woolies for deliveries, yeah, yeah. Correct, yep. and and the the sender is Woolworths, right, or mm-hmm. or Combank, and this is a really good one. And I'll, <clears throat> I'll 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 send a clip out to you to post on our site. Um, it's very 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 interesting. I, I don't know how to share my screen, but I'm going to show you. So the sender yep. is Combank, correct? Yes, right? yeah, Combank, yeah. SMS, yep. and it looks like one of those legitimate services. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the content of the message, and I'll, I'll read it to you, Nigel. It says, <clears throat> Combank. Your account is being checked for suspected fraudulent funds. Your account will be frozen immediately. Please click the link below to complete the verification. And it's got the little URL, right? But if you look at the URL, and we're talking about domain, you know, typo squatting here, it says https www.conspank.com. Does anybody does anybody bank at Conspank? Yeah, so if anyone banks at Conspank, please... um. Um, be aware that your account's been taken over. Mm. Um, but anyway, look, if you weren't careful... And you weren't paying you would, attention. You That's the whole point. In. Yeah, yeah. And I bet you if I detonated that URL in a, in a sandbox somewhere, I would have seen the Combank colors and logos, etc. So I, mean, I knew. So I'm, I'm vigilant. Average Joe, maybe not so. You get yeah. to that page. Yep. Fake login um, portal, and you've just now just released your Combank uh, login credentials out to somebody. So oh, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's um yeah, I mean there's there's so many things that people have to be aware of, and it also happens in ads as well. I don't know um, if you have seen any of these, but I have. I've seen where um, people are running Google ads, and somehow and a verified account has, or and a verified advertiser has been able to put or inject uh, a form of uh, script into an ad unit, which is then served onto a page which then in, infects the page um the other day i experienced i think i was on i can't remember the site i was on it was a us-based news site and i showed you it actually tried to download a file to my phone and it was ios was asking me if it wanted me to download and it was part of a, a malformed some malformed code that was trying to serve an ad unit to me a personalized ad unit to me and it looked like um, it was the site had actually been hacked. So it's super important when, if everybody's going to be vigilant, the businesses take extreme amounts of care and testing and making sure that uh, if they do run competitions on Facebook, that all their URLs look nice and clean um, is best practice. And then I don't think there is a, you know, an international standard of how to run these things. I'm sure Meta provides some form of best use examples Um yeah. All right. Well, anything else we, we want to touch on on that one? I think it's um, if we're if we're uh, seeing it, I think report it. That's, That's the number right. one thing. It's the only way. Um, I don't know how long Meta takes to respond to taking down that particular profile. I'm sure there's 
checks and balances in place to confirm your profile once that is done. I've never experienced it, but it'd be interesting to create a profile and report it and see what happens when you try and log into it again. <laughs> um, this sounds like a bit of a hack, but I'm pretty sure there would be some form of algorithm that'll go in and have a look at the activity. There's and if it's seeing a whole bunch of immediate, you know, requests for friends of a particular person and it's been created within a certain time frame, So don't want to tell people how to create, (laughs) how to get around their algorithms, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then there's a good army of people as well. So a lot of the moderation work that goes is actually ends up at people. If AI automation can't pick that sort of stuff up with AI now being a, um, you know, with the advent of AI, maybe they are getting better and and less and less manual people moderations done, but there's still people behind doing that type of work. Um, I just want yeah. to circle back to, we're talking about social engineering uh, mm-hmm. a second ago. Um, so we talked about number one, the generalized Prince of Saudi sent you, he needs a bank account to land his money, whatever, right? Generalized, yep. you see it, spider senses go off, you go, that looks weird. Yep. Then you get the, the stuff we talked about before, we mentioned it earlier with targeted phishing attack, you know, spear phishing attack. Spear phishing, yeah, that's right. Or, or whaling where they're going for a large target. So we call it um, OSINT, right? Open source intelligence. Um, you can find that information about people across the web. You Google somebody's name, they'll probably show up. If you're, if you had a public profile, MySpace or whatever, it's been hoovered up on the interwebs. But mm-hmm. here's something you may not realize, right? And this happens on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Have you ever either participated, I'm not accusing you anything, but have you ever participated or have been tagged in one of those posts that says, What's your favorite color? Um, yeah. You know, whoever starts with a IQ P, test. Them, <laughs> IQ test or, or yeah. tag them with a P. Whoever name starts with G, tag them, whatever, right? Um, sorry, nice write-up on zerofox.com. It talks about um, how uh, the bad guys are cleaning information. And it's the most innocent, benign one. But it's it's actually, there's a post on their site. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a snapshot. I'll post it to you in a second. Uh, it's a snapshot from a Twitter that Arnold posted and the hashtag is first seven jobs, right? And this is on zerofox.com. The screenshot says first seven jobs. So we know that Arnold has been an ice cream salesman at age 10 by the lake. Um, he was a farmhand. He was a glass factory custodian. He was a hardware sales person, a baker, tank driver, and a personal trainer. Those is, you know, his first seven jobs hashtag. That's a lot of information that you could use to try and derive somebody's password. <laughs> and people are just participating in this. It, it happens on Facebook. Uh, 25 random things about me. I got my first dog 13 years ago. Its name was Dharma. So, <laughs> and, uh, kid, uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of those questions are like, you know, what are your, what's your mother's maiden name? What's your yes. name? Yeah, everything you would need to recover, recover someone's account. Right. So if you're starting a campaign uh to i guess take do an account takeover and you know recovery questions are x mm-hmm. where did you go to school i would probably connect you on facebook <laughs> and tagging you in those sort of campaigns to try and get that out of you 100 percent, you would and you wouldn't yeah, realize yeah. that you've done it so that's a really especially if it was a high net worth individual or somebody who was uh you know like you say a spearfishing attack of someone who's a CEOs, you know it's not that hard to find ceos on facebook to be honest with you politically exposed people yeah yeah, no, yeah. This is a good write-up. I will link at that article as well, so everyone can have a quick read. But it's very, very interesting, and uh, you may not realize it. So just be conscious about what you're putting out there on the web. No, people just do it. 
they just don't think sometimes it's 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 easy to do i, I have a juicy nugget hot up the hot off the press and it's not yep. naming names but i'm gonna definitely okay. name the organization so mm -hmm. we all know Woolworths. Mm -hmm. i did work with that organization in a few times in and out yeah my, my wife doesn't shop anywhere else online she thinks it's the absolute best <laughs> mate Tell me an Australian that doesn't shop at Woolies. No, I can't. <laughs> she just wants, she actually wants Aldi to uh, go online. Funny enough. She, she, yeah, she just, she says, well, why, why isn't Aldi online? Well, you should What's going on with Aldi? We should do a whole podcast discovery. about Aldi and, and why they aren't online. So, uh, Woolworths Group, right? Um, a, a colleague and um, they probably know who I'm talking about. A colleague and a friend uh, that I know through network passed on something on to me, right? And it was an email from a domain called companypolicy.com.au had Woolworths writing all over it very poorly written but badly written grammar it's going the lines of hey we've overcharged you we feel very sorry here's a thousand dollars of gift cards um on the house feel free to take you out and wine and dine on us everything else looks legit says Woolworths whatever right except the domain name looks weird companypolicy.com.au mm -hmm. not encouraging anyone to go and see what it is but it doesn't go anywhere Need a special URL URL key to get access to to whatever the link it's trying to send you to. So is it? A it is. I've, I've oh, done shit. some research. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll see how far I went down. Uh, well, you can, you can tap into the AU who is and see who's registered. Exactly. It. Mm, you, you've mm. done it. So, <clears throat> so probably someone's fake profile, like a fake. The funny ID thing or is, what, yeah. what? No, this is the kicker, right? So yeah. this person is now forwarded to the hoax team at Woolworths, mm -hmm. saying, "Hey, fellas, FYI, yeah, um, this is going around." Yeah. Um, he just got a response going, Hey, yeah, that's, that's hundred percent legitimate. Thanks. Any, any problems? Call Woolies team. Goodbye. What? So it's legitimate. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're kidding me. I've, 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 I've hit the grapevine and I've inquired, uh, through my contact sounds like, you know, what, what, what gives? Cause it's clearly a hoax. Yeah. Um, Mm. Um, but anyway, that's still open the air, open debate could be legitimate. Have no idea, but it's just very, very odd. Yeah, again, I mean, it points to the fact you've really got to be vigilant about what you what you're clicking on and the the URLs and hmm. yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. No, that's a good one. All right, cool. Thanks I for that. Mean, yeah, should, no, I'll just encourage yeah. anybody to give us some feedback if they've um, if they've if, if experienced. Yeah, well, I mean, they can they can leave the comments in in the uh, comment section on the on the site or or on YouTube. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, on the on the website you can actually leave on the digital discovery group uh, for such um, podcast. You can actually leave comments there. So reach out if you've got some some topics you'd like us to discuss. Anyway, I mean, do you have an email address as well? They could email you if they have any uh, pod, um, topic suggestions. Or yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, podcasts at digitaldiscovery.group. Um, that's where you can leave the, and I'll, I'll actually leave a link in the. Um, show notes at the oh, end beautiful. yeah yeah all right well that's enough for me talking what's what do you no, mean right. this week <clears throat> well i mean we may as well continue on actually there because we had some we had some interesting um news this week um around privacy um and there was a there actually was uh, an, a really interesting article from huffington post now this comes back to the uh, new platform called Threads um, from from Meta, and we're, we're going to touch on that for for a little bit. It's um it's an interesting one. I, I, did you create an account? No, no, I don't, yeah. no I'm, not, I'm okay. not on the hype train. Yeah, okay, okay. So I'm, I'll take everybody through 
what my thoughts on threads and uh, also from a from a, a retailer point of view uh, and from a user point of view. So um, I'm going to put both hats on for this one because I think it's important to um, go through the relevance of this platform in the current environment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so part of part of the uh, release of um, threads was the concerns around Facebook's use of data. It sort of came up again and it was kicking up dust around the whole, how is Facebook using my data? How is, you know, so there were a lot of questions being asked and, there, and I'll put a link to the Huffington Post um, article and it really outlines some interesting information around uh, how they launched it um, and how it was the the take up was was a record. So basically, it, it beat Chat GPT. I don't know if you know this. It beat Chat, uh, Chat GPT in terms of user take up. Um, and, and then I think it was all based on how easy it was to create a new Threads account because once you're in Instagram, um, you could actually just one click and then create. It would bring all your followers across. It would bring all your data across. And obviously, we know that Threads. For me, it's kind of it's interesting because it's a take on threading data. Well, and sorry. it's sort of like threading data from Facebook to Instagram now to a conversation that you're having, you know, out on the interwebs, uh, yeah. into, you know, and it, mean, how it threads all of that together. Can you, because I haven't obviously got my head in the sand. Can you just give me a quick rundown what the hell threads is? What is it? Yeah. So threads is, is, a, is Twitter's uh, a competitor. Uh, so, so basically, well, it's Meta's answer to Twitter. And since Elon Musk has sort of taken over from Twitter, there's been a bit of a drop in advertisers spending money on the platform because there was a lot of negative press at the start. It's interesting because when Jack Dorsey was running it, there were you know thousands of employees, massive head office, and it was sort of like this massive um, kind of like a censorship center. You know, they were running, um, you know, these, uh, they, were, they were so busy, tied up in all of the, censorship left and right political um you know ideals moderation, right? and the moderating the content there were so many different groups posting and complaining and, and encouraging you to you to complain about a particular person and it's almost sort of you know birds of a feather flock together that saying so you would have all of these groups of activists sort of complaining about you know donald trump <laughs> which is, you know, uh, half the time was legitimate complaints. But, you know, there, there were, but it's it's a platform, it's supposed to be, the idea of it was a platform where you could go on and you could say what you wanted to say, right? Mm. You could be the person that you wanted to be and there was no discrimination against. And it, obviously it's like the first version of The Matrix. <laughs> you know, they said it was a complete failure. Um, the program said it was complete failure because it was like, good. it was just too, too good to be true. Everyone was nice to each other. It was like Nirvana. So it collapsed and <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, people have a in tendency in nature to always want to, you know, tall, we say in Australia, it's like Paul, tall poppy syndrome, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So they're kind of using that concept to shut down people's ideas, uh, the way they express themselves and, so Elon Musk sort of shut all of that down in a, in a long story short, he kind of just jumped on and said, look, 
there was an interview actually recently where he he made a bunch of tweets and he, there was an interview. The interviewer was saying, "Well, do you realize these these uh, these tweets that you put out there are hurting your company basically financially because advertisers are seeing them, you know, they're they're they're." kind of left or, or right sort of wing ideals about, you know, what you're, what you're saying. Um, and he's, he responded, he took a while to respond actually. And it was quite interesting because he referenced, um, he referenced the movie and I'll leave a part of the clip on the, on the, um, on the, on the blog for the podcast, but he basically quoted a, a line in the movie. It's like, well, up. Uh, I am going to say what I want to say, whether it costs me money or not. And that's the whole point of the platform. It's not here to be censored. It's not here to be run by big advertising dollars. It's here to be run by the people, for the people. And yes, we need money, but he's he's culled so many people to try and make it lean. And he's sort of, he's now trying to bring a more... Um, sort of a small centered approach to the topics that are on there. Um, you know, and anyway, so, so I think Zuckerberg took the perfect opportunity to then launch threads because threads is, you know, basically the a similar interface. It's, it's all about, you know, the, the ideas and the topics and things that you're interested in, you know, Facebook gathers so much information about you and who you are and all of your information um, that you leave on Facebook, as we just, you know, spoke about. Um, so it has all of that data already. And, it's, you know, Twitter's not connected to, to Facebook in any way. Obviously, there's things like observer tags and it does bring information across and it does try to personalize your advertising to you. But two, Sorry, just sorry. two things. Mm. He's, he's called 80% of the people. I do quote, I think I quote one of his interviews where he said, turns out if you don't need that much moderation, you don't need that many people. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. You know, the Dorsey was just running this big censorship um, house and people like Joe Rogan, like uh, Alex Jones, for example, in the use of very far right guys, you know, they were getting um, basically banned because there were these activists, there were these groups of people that were, um, protesting about the content that he was putting out. Now you're going to get that anywhere where you've got left or right of center views. You know, you're trying to, you're not trying to appease um, everybody. You've got to, you know, your audience and you're talking to that audience because as I said, it's that saying birds of a feather flock together. So, you know, now threads is sort of trying to take what it already knows about you. And it's actually trying to stitch this in threads together to try and, give you relevant content. And what I, I thought we could take an opportunity just to talk a little bit about this Huffington Post article, because it actually touches on all of this. And it touches on the fact that the, it it's taking basically the data that is linked to you from Facebook. And I'll just go through some of them so people understand how much data is being shared. Okay. Health and fitness information, financial information, your contact information, user content, so anything you post, all your browser history, all that usage data, any diagnostics that algorithms create, and so on. The purchases that you make, your location, 
all of your contacts, if you've got it connected to your contacts, obviously, and most people do because they want to get more friends on Facebook or whatever it is, yep. mm-hmm. all your search information. Now, we know search is brain to keyboard, right? So you basically sit there and you, you're punching whatever you're thinking about into search. And this is why they get murderers and things. And they, they know days leading up to, you know, that they, they just look at your search engine. It tells a lot about you. How to hide a body. How to hide a body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Pretty terrible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But still, all your identifiers, uh, all your sensitive information, and any other data. Now, un- under other data, that there's a bucket of data in there. That, Hang on. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, all that information is actually stored against the Threads app. So it's gonna it's gonna take the information from Facebook. It's gonna take all that data and it's gonna bring it across. Now, there's gonna we know about data leaking out, and then other advertisers then using that information. Now it's under a different set of terms and conditions that now. If, threads can then give to their advertisers to then advertise back so it's hence why i think what happened in sweden oh no sorry it was norway they actually banned personalized ads from meta now there's a story that just broke last week where there was a decision that you that facebook will will face a hundred thousand dollar fine per offense if they try and serve personalized ads in that country now we know a lot of these nordic style countries and in europe a lot of this tends to filter down into you know australia um, and in you know Oceania or, or also to over to the US, so it's the start of I think a, of a bit of a new beginning with GDPR, but also to the fact that now um, politically people are starting to understand that this is important because it has the potential a political uh, potential here because like the Cambridge Analytica thing we mentioned last week. Mm that um, the th- a third party got in and took that information and then used it. It's the same It's the same thing. You can now basically sway personal opinions about political um, ideals, political people, um, you know, persons of, you know, interest. Let's just say political interest. And it's effective. 100% it's it was effective. effective. That was but, the... And that's the dangerous part about it. So that's why they're banning it right? They're banning these personalized ads because it's not just about advertisers advertising Coca-Cola and the new flavor. It's about, yeah, 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 that too. But it's also about, you know, these political um, campaigns and swaying personal, personal opinions about certain topics. So anyway, I think it's an, it's an interesting one. Um, And I'll leave a link to that in the show notes um, and people can read more about that story. I always recommend for a good app, and I'll quickly talk about a good app. I think it's it's a good app. It's called Ghostery, and I'll leave that, um, again, a link in the show notes. But you install it into your browser, and it basically um, it stops tracking, and it tells you how many sites are, are tracking you, why they're tracking you. And you can actually del- – it delves deep into the different buckets of um, – you know, uh, interactions that you're having with the different sites and what they're actually doing with that information. So um, it's really good. And you can have trusted sites, non-trusted sites. So you can actually um, accept all cookies on a site, but then what you do is you re- it'll reject the ones that are tracking you personally. So a lot of the times with GDPR, they just have one button that says accept all, but you can actually go in and you can customize you know, your cookie settings on a particular browser. But a lot of, a lot of people don't do that. It's just too complicated. So they just go, yeah, accept all. Because they say the the, uh, the the site will say the site needs to function correctly for you to enable all cookies, right? 
And, and then as a user, you're going, oh, well, yeah, I want the site to function correctly. So bang, you hit it. But then uh, Ghostry will actually strip out, all, as I said, all of those really sensitive cookie um, tracking um, or the sensitive cookie tracking that's happening. So like, um, have you used Brave? Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Brave browser. Yeah. Brave is pretty good. It has a lot of that stuff built in as well. And it's customizable again. So you don't want to break your site to the point where you can't use it, but you also don't want to give up uh, more than you have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, that's the privacy and security th- news. I think for for this week there was there was a few more things. Do you have anything else you wanted to uh, mention yeah. on this privacy and security for for just, this week? Just back on the data, there's um, I don't know if anyone's uh, knows about it, but there's a website which is samein uh, I think you've you've heard it. Uh, yep. You've seen it in action as well. I've seen it in action. Um, not sure what their end goal is, right? And we, we talked about this before, right? So basically, you sign up for the service, they're delving through your history, your data, look in your mailbox, and they will tell you all the companies and entities you've interacted with. Yep. And it will actually send out a notice to those companies to remove your personal data on your behalf. Yep. And that's as far as I can see. But I don't know what model. Uh, and it's free. It's actually free. For yeah, it is free. Online. Privacy Hawk is another one. Um, and actually, in that in that Huffington Post article, uh, it it is actually more of an advertisement for Privacy Hawk. But I I've tried Privacy Hawk, and it's actually quite good. It does want access to a lot of stuff, like you know when you, oh. you yeah, but it because it needs it needs to reach inbox, needs to do all that. I often wonder what happens to those guys if they get hacked. And yeah. I think the best thing, as you said in last week's episode and this week's, you know, uh, convo, it's just about being vigilant. Mm. You know, don't put you, out more than you don't than you need to to and clear out your browser history every now and again. You know, it's always a good idea to clear out your cookies. I know it's a pain to have to log back into sites and things again, but as we said in the first episode, try and use your social logins as much as you can. H- have your two factor authentication on your Google account, so you're just using one login. Um, and right, yeah, 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 trusting them to. And they could do a better job protecting it last, but again, putting trust in, you know, in another provider. Um, just, just a caveat. So everyone realizes when you're on the web, and you go out and do a DNS query from your browser because you're about to hit a site or a service. You know, there's ISPs and government agencies are all logging that. <laughs> They're definitely logging it for uh, future use. So even though you, you, you do clear cookies, etc. locally, or your history is not really, not only private, private, unless you get down the path of VPNs and Tor networks and all that sort of gear. But um, yeah, we'll yeah. save that for another episode, I think. Yeah, I think we should talk about that. Uh, let's actually, let's talk about that in the next episode, yep. using something like ExpressVPN, NordVPN, or whatever else other VPNs there are, in com- yeah. combination with Brave and Ghostry, um, to really kind of lock down those privacy settings on your... Yeah. I just think the last thing I'll leave in this topic was the difference between um, privacy and anonymity. So the yeah. different things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not talking about going onto Silk Road and stuff. We're talking. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> just the average. Yeah, exactly. We're just talking about the average user just locking down their cross-device tracking, their the privacy tracking of of where they go, what they search for, and things. So Google knows it all anyway, pretty much. Um, so, you know, I, I always, they say, don't be evil. So I say, okay, well, you know, that's, that's the better 
better the devil you know than the, the devil you don't know. And I think that's why I, I much prefer having Chrome, Google privacy settings locked down and then just using something like Ghostery and a, and a VPN to secure the, the all the metadata. So I think next next um, next episode, I'll go through, I'll do a session on yeah, actually good. all those privacy settings and the platforms. Uh, maybe our listeners might find it useful because, you know, Google have invested um, a lot of um, time in, in um, advertising energy to show that you can actually control a fair bit of information that Google has on you. Yeah. Google Maps. Yeah. But finds you half your shit breaks when you turn it off, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Caveat to that, sites will stop working. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice one. Oh, uh, the, the rebranding of Twitter to X, I think this is an interesting one because apparently, it, it, so it turns out this week that they um, they announced that they were going to, or well, Elon announced that he was going to rebrand Twitter just to X. And so today, it, so, so today I've been seeing some funny memes of like X's destroying like birds like and all feathers like you know and, and just some of the funniest <laughs> yeah. things people this is why i think this is why i think twitter is just it's entertaining it's actually a really good platform the um, machine is on on point yeah 100 percent. and um you know so it turns out anyway it turns out that, that meta uh, actually owned the trademark for x in relation to uh, social media platforms and so on. So it's an interesting one because I think Elon doesn't really care too much. Remember he tried to make the his his master plan sexy? Oh, well, yeah. and Ford had the rights to um, E. So they had oh, a model E. So yeah. that's why the three is then E backwards, right, obviously. But not many people know that story. When I tell them, even people who own model threes, I said, you know why it's called a three, right? And they say, oh, why? And it's like... Well, because Ford had the rights to E, Model E. Yeah, yeah. So the S? Yes. Yeah, so the neat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sexy. So that was his master plan. Anyway, <laughs> so now I don't think he gives a shit. So what he's done is just, he said, oh, I just want to make it an X because he's, obs- he's obsessed by, um, I think it's a little absurd, I was going to say, but it, it, this X concept, so SpaceX, which everybody loves. I mean, that's, you know, then there's... Is it true um, he tried to rename PayPal to X? X, yeah, 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 yeah. And is that yeah. when he got kicked out of PayPal? Yeah, or, that's right. Yeah. Essentially, that's what I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, it's uh, so they own the rights to it. So it's going to be interesting to see because he's already launched it now. I, I was watching the site today. The, it was still, the bird was still, the Twitter bird was still up in the corner. And now uh, it's called X and the favicon is now updated as well. So all of the assets, they're slowly populating across i'm wondering when the um ios app will will change its icon will change as well maybe it already has um yeah so it's slowly changing um Uh, yeah (laughs) he's getting completely roasted about it but everybody's loving it it's actually it's that saying it's like it's an entertaining platform now (laughs) when i compare it to threads and get back to the point about threads threads is boring threads is boring as batshit to be honest, I've, I've spent a week on it. The interface is horrible. I, I don't like the interface at all. The content is just the algorithm. So when you first sign up, I'm like, okay, I'll give it some time. So I thought, okay, I'll jump on, you know, signed up, did the one click thing, did all that. I thought, wow, that's that's amazing. Thirty over, You know, in 24 hours, over 30 million users have jumped onto the platform. And then I'm like, but the content is really shizen. 
you know, it's really bad. It is really boring. And I just went straight back to Twitter and I'm like, okay, because Twitter, because initially, oh, you know, Elon threatens to sue. Ah, yes, sorry, X. <laughs> Elon Elon threatens to sue, you know, a meta over, over you know, losing its users. Basically, they were getting worried because there's so many, 30 million users is, is huge mm. in 24 hours. But it was all because of the sign-up process. But what they failed to realize is once you're on there, there's nothing to do. That's boring. Like the content, as I said, I don't want to harp on this too much, but like I spent a huge amount of time on there and my experiences overall weren't great. And I think Meta have a big problem because it's going to continue to be boring because Twitter has an X factor. <laughs> There's my segue. It has an X factor. You threaded that together. <laughs> <laughs> I threaded the X Factor together, and Hello. yeah, so I, super boring. The platform's boring. I, I don't. I mean, I can't see advertisers actually wanting to do anything with it. It's got time, and um, with all that data to start to, you know, its algorithm will start to learn. Uh, I think it'll get better, but I, it missed the mark for me. And to get me to go back and actually try it again. It's it's a really hard sell, so I'm going to create a, another another podcast um, about threads. I'm going to go into detail, do a real deep dive into it. So uh, I'll probably post that this week um, for those who are interested in understanding threads and what threads is, um, and my experiences with it. So stay tuned for that. All right, so we're pretty much on time now. In day, um, is there? What nugget of information have you got for us today? Uh, <laughs> before we go, I'd like to leave you with one little piece of information here that's um, quite interesting, a tech technology fact that I've just dug up. So, well, like right now, you've just dug it up right I've now. I've just dug it up right now. A so it's a real nugget. <laughs> it's, it's a real nugget. Um, did you know no. that Apple actually were, had a little foray into an apparel business. They had a clothing business in about yeah, 1986. I did. Did you know that? Yes, I did. And I had an Apple shirt. Can you believe it? When I was a kid. Wait, what year were you born? Hey. Yeah. No more questions. <laughs> but yeah, interesting. Look, no more I mean, questions. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember. I need to do a little bit of research, but I don't know if it was a, it was a side side hustle. For they the were business, like penguin or... shirts. Do you remember the old penguin shirts from that? You could Google those as well, but... They were like a penguin shirt and instead of like a, you know, the old chinos and a polo type thing, but the, they had an Apple, the old Apple logo with the, with the rainbow colors on it. I'm going to look it up. Penguin Have a look. Shirt. And I had one. And my very first computer was in 1988, 89. It was an Apple two GS. Um, it was, it had a, had a color monitor. And the game, the very first interactive game I had that was a game called World Games, and it came free with it, and it cost um, three and a half thousand dollars. I remember this really clearly, um, and yeah, it was so cool. It was the best thing. And the and the old cliche goes, the very first program I wrote in Prodos and in Basic was Hello World, and I remember. <laughs> <laughs> useless facts hello world was typing across the screen and mum comes and she says to me Nigel what are you doing and I, and I said to said to her 
because she could hear the you know the old floppy drives. They used to make a clunking sound. And um, you know, and she goes, "What are you doing?" And I, you've been in here for hours. And I said, "Look what I've done. I've programmed Hello World on the on the screen, and it was just constantly you know scrolling." She's like, "That's amazing, Nigel." Now go to bed. <laughs> it was like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, that's my first uh, foray into into programming. And on that note, I think we mm. should say good night. All right, yeah. Good Thanks very much again, Enday, for joining the podcast. Our regular guest on the show. Uh, next week, we're going to have a few more guests, I think, hopefully. Uh, we've got a new program set up, which is awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, looking forward to having those guests on. Can't wait. Yeah. Look, thanks very much. All right. Let's wrap it up. Enjoy the rest later. of your week. Thanks, guys.